1: Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Sean Azzaro, the pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Now this is a church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and then find it to the full. That's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. 10. And we're in the middle of a series called Cross Over the Bridge and today Pastor Sean wants to inspire you to stay on the road to healthy growth. That requires discipline. Now, Jesus knew what his purpose and priorities were. Do you know yours? Grab a Bible. It's time for Real Life Radio.
0: I want to challenge you. Are you a lifelong learner when it comes to your personal life, your family, your marriage, your profession? Let me pry a little more here. What are you reading these days? Are you a reader? I challenge us to be people who are constantly learning, constantly reading. I challenge you to read Kind of regularly and read broadly. Obviously read the scriptures. I'm going to talk about that in a few moments, actually. But read other things. Read history. Get some perspective. You know, if you studied and read history, you'd worry less. You really would. You'd see, oh, we're not the first people to go through this. I mean, all kinds of things that you can kind of grow and learn in. I want to challenge us to be lifelong learners. And some of you are sitting here going, oh, man, reading. I can't do reading. It's so hard. The letters and everything. Good news. It's called audiobooks. I read a lot and I love reading, uh, but some of my best learning time is when I'm mowing, I've got the headphones in, and I've got podcasts playing. There's great podcasts that you can, you can learn from on all different kinds of topics and subjects. Listen to audiobooks, podcasts. There's no excuse to not be someone who's constantly growing and learning. And grow and learn personally, in, relationally, in your marriage. How, what are you investing in learning and growing in your personal life? Your professional life. Second, we see Jesus was clear about his purpose and his priority. Stephen Covey wrote the book uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he talked about beginning with the end in mind, and the whole point was first things first. What do you want to be about? Do you know what your life is organized around? That is such an important discipline. Knowing what those first things are, because we live in a culture that will try to suck away and pull you off of the most important things with the most ridiculous, trivial stuff. It will eat away your strength, your energy, and your time. But when you know what that first thing is, what the most important thing, what the guiding life principles are, like Jesus obviously did, it's such a powerful discipline on helping you grow and mature in the ways that you need to grow and mature. And and last, he was submitted to his father, and to his parents. And in that, we see he was submitted to God's design, God's call. There's, no, there's nothing, folks, that will, will lead you in the path of blessing, of healthy growth, of good things more than saying, I'm going to be about God's plan for my life. But Jesus also submitted himself and committed himself to being with the right people. His parents at that season in his life, he's the creator of all things. He already knew who he was. He knew who his father was. And yet he submitted to his earthly parents who didn't understand even what was going on. The scripture tells us they didn't understand what this was about. But he submitted himself because they were God's people in his life for that season. And he knew it. And then we see him do that with others throughout his life. Submit himself to community. Who are you committed to and submitted to in the context of life? And this really, this applies professionally. You want to grow in your profession? Hang around with people who are committed to the same things. Who are lifelong learners who will support you in that. You want to have a great marriage? You want to grow in your marriage? Hang around other people who want the same thing. Don't hang around a bunch of people who are looking to try to get out of their marriage. Not good. A bunch of people who who don't believe in marriage. A bunch of people who have been disillusioned and bitter towards marriage. You hang around them, it's going to be harder to grow and mature in your marriage. Hang around people who are committed like you to growing and prospering in their married life. You want to be a better parent? You want to grow as a parent? Hang around other people. Watch other people. Lori and I always watched people who we saw were doing well at parenting and at just at those transitions. And we, we, would, we would talk and say, okay, they, look at how they're doing it. And we would study them. We'd just stop and just sort of stalking them, but study them, okay? We weren't peeping in their windows at night, all right? But with some of them, we even formally asked, hey, could we take you to dinner? We see some great fruit in your kids' lives, and we'd love to know what what it is that you're doing. Talk about discipline. Talk about communication. Talk about kind of the balance between this culture where everything is in our door, right right in our front door, through the internet. But yet, you know, you don't want to close them off entirely, but yet you also want to protect them. And how did you do that balance? And asking those kind of questions—that's how you grow. Jesus modeled it for us. Now, we tend to hate the word discipline. When I say, you know, the bridge of healthy growth is a bridge mark discipline, we lose some people. And I, I totally understand that. I would not consider myself naturally a disciplined person. I have not considered myself a naturally disciplined person. By the way, I typically have defined it. I'm very passionate and motivated. So that's kind of what keeps me focused and moving forward. But when it comes to certain disciplines... I have been discouraged because, you know, I just have a hard time with it. There's other people who I look at. My wife happens to be one of them who more naturally seems disciplined. I'm really talking about something even bigger than that. So to those of us who kind of are, we hear that we're disciplined and we get a little deflated and discouraged. Okay, hang with me for a minute. Hebrews 12:11 identifies this for us and actually brings it out in the open. No discipline seems pleasant at the time. But painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Note that word trained, because that's what the word discipline means. It's this Greek word paedea. And it talks about training. Raising a child, training, it's not really talking about some sometimes we get confused on what this word is. We think of punishment. And some of us maybe were raised in a paradigm where discipline was punishment. I want to say to you that that is a confusing idea, and it's not correct. Punishment looks back. Punishment says what you did was bad, and you need to pay the price. That's punishment. Discipline doesn't. Discipline looks forward. Now, for a little child, for example, time out, spanking, whatever the discipline of the moment is, it might feel exactly the same, but it is absolutely different based on the focus. Discipline is training. You're being disciplined because you ran into the street. You can't run in the street because you're going to get killed, and we want you to have a nice long life and do really well. So we discipline you and say, don't run into the street. And that's training for how to live and get by and make it to the age of 10. Well, I mean, all discipline really is like that. It's training how to prosper, how to do well, how to grow. That's what the Scripture is talking about when it says discipline. Punishment looks back. Discipline looks forward. Let's be people who embrace discipline. remember a friend of mine who was this guy was not a believer at all in fact he kind of lived in a lot of ways a really ungodly life he was a friend of mine we played polo together and i knew him through that and spent a lot of time with him through that and so we were just good friends but one thing i noticed about him is he was a pretty disciplined person i noticed that when it came to his work and his life in a lot of ways he was disciplined and we were just talking about that one day and i shared with him i said yeah that's not necessarily a Strong point of mine. He would say, do you, do, well, do you work out regularly? Do you exercise regularly? <laughs> really, what is regularly? Who can say what regular is? Can, can any of us really know? <laughs> I read a lot. Okay, there. <laughs> and, and he just laughed and said, for him, physical exercise was an important, pivotal, discipline thing because it taught him how to tell his body to shut up and quit whining. To be quiet and do what you got to do. And he said that same little switch that says, I'm going to do this even though I don't want to, is the switch that when he he was a very successful salesman, he said, when when I go and I have to make calls, when I don't feel like it, tell my body, be quiet and go do it. When I have to handle certain paperwork and do certain things for certain clients, I just tell myself, be quiet and go do it. And what's funny is I'm sitting, listening to this guy, and it's like, he's not a believer at all. And the thing that pops into my mind is fasting, because that's exactly what fasting is. It is to tell your body, shut up and quit whining, because we're going to focus on the Spirit. That's what fasting is about. Galatians 5 says the flesh and the Spirit are at war. And we spend so much time feeding and indulging and pampering our flesh, our carnal nature. That fasting is about saying, for this period of time, no, I'm not. I'm going to deny the flesh. And I'm going to say yes to the Spirit. And it is an exercise in spiritual discipline. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, the Apostle Paul picks up on that theme and actually just kind of says it. He says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. We do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. Listen to what he says, verse 27. No, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I've preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. I beat my body. We Christians have missed that because the King James said, I buffet my body, B-U-F-F-E-T. And Christians thought it meant going to a buffet. I buffet my body. Look how wonderful the Lord is. No, what Paul meant is I beat, I discipline my body. Some of you are going to use that. Good for you. Good for you. He's talking about discipline.
1: We want to take a quick minute to remind you you're listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in a series called Bridges Crossing Over from Here to There. If you'd like to hear the full unedited message or even watch the video podcast from Pastor Sean, it's available right now on demand on the sermon page at the River City website called reallife.org. And if you think you'd like to visit River City Community Church, here's your invitation from Pastor Sean.
0: Do you ever look at your life and feel like you were made for something more? Jesus made a simple statement. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you abundant life, real life. I talk to a lot of people, and many seem to feel like they're settling for a whole lot less. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, visit us online at reallife.org. God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church.
1: And back to the message, The Bridge to Healthy Growth. This is Real Life Radio.
0: Proverbs 5, 12 through 14, it's actually talking about adultery. It's talking about not being seduced by some, someone trying to lead you into sexual impurity. And he's talking about the wisdom of discipline. And this is actually the lament of a person looking back who was not disciplined. He said, you will say how I hated discipline, how my heart spurned correction. I would not obey my teachers or listen to my instructors. I've come to the brink of utter ruin in the midst of the whole assembly. In other words, the tragedy of looking back and saying, oh, I wish I would have employed some disciplines to help me grow and mature in a healthy way. There is no growth without discipline. And folks, we obviously talk about spiritual growth here because that's the part of us that lasts forever. It's the core. I want to share a few real quickly spiritual disciplines that I believe, honestly, because everything we do in spiritual discipline affects every other area of our life. If I, if I apply these disciplines I want to share with you real quickly, I will become a better husband. I will be a better father, grandfather. I'll be a better leader, employee, employer. It'll help me in business. So I want to challenge you real quickly with these three disciplines. The first is engage in the discipline of reading Scripture. And by the way, these correlate with the disciplines of Jesus. Jesus was a lifelong learner. Engage in the discipline of reading Scripture. The Scripture is a revelation of God given for us, it is where we know, we learn, we discover who He is. It is how he speaks to us through the scriptures. The discipline of reading and meditating on the scripture every day is a challenge I have for every one of us. We learn about who God is. What is he saying to us? It, we call it theology. And some people, the minute I say theology, they kind of, you know, they, they go out. Because it's like, oh, theology, it's dry. It's... Theology just means the study of God, what we know about God. And you have no idea how important this is and how much in the church in America, in the church that we've had, the people who just don't know anything about God. I remember talking with the guy who told me he thinks that it's God's will for him to leave his wife, you know, the one he walked down the aisle in front of family, friends and God and everybody, and said, I do too, for this younger girl at work. This is God's will. Sometimes preachers want to punch people too. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I did it. I'm just saying when you're sitting there and you go from that pastoral face to kind of just like, I'm coming over this day. You think it's God's will. Seriously? You think the Almighty wants you to leave your wife who you made a vow to in front of family and friends and in front of God who you have children with? So you can have a relationship with this younger woman at work. You're telling me that you think God wants that? And he's like, uh, maybe maybe not. No, no. I. He's like, are you outside your mind? What's wrong with you? I mean, I'm trying to be pastoral. I said praise the Lord after that, so I think it was okay. Because if you say praise the Lord, it's like, oh, okay, I'm still the pastor, right? Because right then, I was like a friend who wanted to punch somebody and just say, dude, you are totally missing it. What's wrong with you? To think that you could think that about God. I'm like, have you ever cracked the Scriptures? Do you have any idea what God is like? What He has said? What He's called us to? That's why we read the Scriptures. There's supernatural wisdom and guidance. Second Timothy three, fifteen through 17 How from infancy you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, correcting and training, there's that word again, in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The word of God is one of the most powerful things that we have in our lives. It is a message from God. I challenge you to relational reading. Do you know what that is? We listen as we read. We listen because God, we're not just reading about God here. He is speaking to us. This is his word, spirit inspired. He will speak to us. We have a daily Bible reading on, on, at reallife.org. Very simple. You go to reallife.org, go to the River City news page, and there's a, a link to the Bible reading. You can just find it real easily. And we'll have a month up there at a time, and we always keep it updated and current. So you can see where we are, just a chapter a day. Very simple. Don't want it to be too much. Want it to be something where you can read, where you can meditate on it, where you can process it. We, there's a very simple process that we've taught for reading the Scripture, a, a simple acronym to help you remember. The acronym is simply REAP stands for read examine apply and pray read the scripture then examine it who was god talking to what was the time period like what would they have understood him to be saying and then once you've kind of looked at that now now what does he want me to understand from this what do i do with this how am i supposed to respond to it that's examine apply is when you actually put it into your life You know, you read something and it says, thou shalt not bear false witness, don't lie. And you know you have a meeting later that day where if you tell the truth, the client is going to be upset, your boss is going to be upset, and you're really tempted to fudge. But then you read the scripture and you go, Lord, I can't, I have to be honest. I have to tell the truth. And so you apply the scripture. You read, you examine, you apply, and then you pray. Lord, give me strength to follow. And you talk to God about the things of your day. That's, that's a very simple way to have a daily time with the Lord. Some people call it a quiet time. Just a time with the Lord and his word. And how to get the most, how to really meditate on the scriptures. And some of you are sitting there going, Oh, but man, it's that reading thing. And I can't read the words. Remember, they get all, it's terrible. I can't read. It's called the Version Bible app. It is awesome. Really. You version Bible app. Download the app. They've got a guy who will read the scripture. He's got this beautiful formal voice, just a hint of an English accent. I really like it. You can get it with classical music playing behind you so that, you know, whatever scripture it is. And from infancy, you've known the holy scriptures. It's really nice. I like it. Or, no, you can, ha- you can do that. Or you can have it just plain, which is the way I go because I'm, you know, no nonsense when I'm, I'm reading but seriously, there are some days when, when I'm, I get up late and i got to be somewhere, and I, I just literally don't have time because I didn't get up on time. And man, in the car, I can listen to that chapter of the day. I can listen to it most. I could, on, in the drive from my house to the church, which is just a little over 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I, I can listen to that chapter two, three times and just meditate on it. There's no excuse to not be in the Word every day. Be people of the Word. Second, practice the discipline of prayer. The discipline of prayer Ephesians 6.18, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Prayer is how we communicate with God. It is the vehicle of our relationship with God. Without any prayer, there is no relationship with Father. And I want to challenge you. Prayer is one of those great things that you can do to bring you into alignment. Make sure you keep first things first. Make sure you understand because when you pray, God's will becomes crystal clear. I mean, I'm not saying it's always immediately, and you don't. but I'm just saying a lot of things, it becomes crystal clear. That guy who told me his, he thought God's will was to ditch his wife and have a relationship with someone else. Well, let's pray about that. Let's see what the Lord says. You got some big expensive thing you want to buy. You go, I can't afford it. I don't need it, but it's so cool. I got to have it. You know, you want to know God's will? Stop and ask him, Lord, do you want me to buy that now? And it's like, oh, that'll ruin it immediately because I know what he's going to say. Oh, so that's the last thing I want to do because I want it. It's awesome. But no, I don't want to. Prayer is powerful. Prayer also is one of those great things that will help protect us from the flesh. Jesus in Matthew twenty six forty one say, watch out and pray so that you'll not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. In prayer, we engage the Spirit. We relate to Father. In prayer, we listen. This is how we get direction. I've told you before, discipleship is not easy, but it is not complex. It's actually fairly simple. Listen for God's voice. Do what He says. That's the heart of discipleship. Listen for God's voice through prayer and the Word, and then do what He says. And watch as you begin to grow and you begin to follow Jesus. Spirit fuel. There's power in prayer. We, remember the series we did this last summer? On prayer, I, I can was it, I think it was called The Doorway, or the, I think it was The Doorway. It was excellent series, I can remember it well. Um, <laughs> no, but you remember, it really was a powerful series. First John 5, 14, 15. we read this scripture. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. That is a powerful promise. I mean, it really is. Remember, we talked about certain things that are clear in Scripture God wants us to pray for, God wants us to have. And we said we can pray with authority and confidence knowing that he will hear and respond because it's according to his will. Remember, we gave out the cards, talked about for seven days, you know, each day of the week we gave a different prayer emphasis. We've seen God do amazing, powerful things in response to those prayers. I want to challenge you. Be a person of prayer. Prayer is powerful. It is how we connect with Father. It changes us. The bridge to healthy growth is the bridge marked discipline. And last thing, commit to the discipline of community. You knew I was going to get here, right? But it's so important. Commit to the discipline of community. We need each other. The scripture uses the phrase, iron sharpens iron. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as that you see the day approaching. In connection and community with other people, I am loved, I am cared for, there's accountability. You know, it's really hard to be self-deceived if you're in healthy accountability and community with other people. If you're just walking with people, good friends, who love you enough to tell you the truth. Self-deception happens real easily in isolation. But when you're in community, it's much harder. Because there's people who love you enough to go, are, are you serious? You really think you're like that? Well, of course I am. And everyone in the room's looking around going, who wants to tell them? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just people who love you and care about you enough. I'm, I'm not talking about some kind of watchdog thing where you're all kind of watching each other. I'm talking about just being in community together. That's why we are so into groups around here. And we challenge everybody to get into groups. Because so much growth happens. You cannot grow as much as God wants you to grow outside of Christian community. It's just the way God designed it. I'm not saying you can't grow. I'm just saying it will be stunted and will not be able to be the full fulfillment of what God has for you. He called us to walk, to be discipled by one another, to disciple one another, to help other people walk in the faith. That happens in community. I want to challenge you. Get in a group. You can go to the Connection Center right after if you're not in a group, and you can start today by the way with all these decisions in two weeks is the go deep class it's a class designed to give you tools in all of these areas of spiritual discipline if you know i want to know more about how to study the bible i want to know more about prayer that's a class for you check it out check it out the go deep class and just to help give you some tools we're going to share communion together in just a moment i want to pray for you before we do as the band comes i just want to pray for this issue of discipline. i want to challenge you look up here one second I want to challenge you to be a person who embraces these disciplines. See what happens. Become a person who spends time daily in the Word. I'm not talking about massive quantities. I'm talking about daily feeding in the Word of God. A chapter a day. Meditate on it. Pray over it. Let God speak to you. See what begins to happen to your thinking in every area of your life. Be a person of prayer. Be a person of community just have this be a teaching oh that's great disciplines let's actually do them and see what happens
1: thank you pastor sean you've been listening to real life radio in this series called bridges and if you'd like to hear the full unedited message and this series it's available right now as a free download when you find the sermons link at reallife.org but you are always invited to come and visit us at river city community church located on lookout road right behind retoma park You can see all the details, directions, and service times, including the new Saturday night service, also at reallife.org. But if you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262, as Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. We hope you join us again next time for more Real Life